0: Are you ready? Let's get to today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Podcast Manager Show. On this episode, we're going to be talking about conferences because just a week ago, I got back from She Podcast Live and got lots of messages about whether or not you should attend this event next time it's held, what's the benefits of going to a conference. And so I'm going to dive into your questions about She Podcast Live specifically and also conferences in general. So you can plan to go to conferences maybe in 2022, 2023, or maybe not plan to go to them. That's one of the questions we're going to answer in this episode. So let's get to it. So let's first talk about whether or not you should attend a live conference. And I'm going to talk a little bit about virtual conferences as we get through this episode. But I'm really going to be mainly talking about live conferences that you, you know, fly or drive to and you're actually there in person. So we're going to start off by talking about if you should go to one. And then I'm going to go into the benefits of going to a conference, the benefits of going to a virtual event, and then the differences among podcasting conferences because I've been to Podcast Movement and have now been to She Podcast Live. So we're going to talk about the differences between those two. And then what I've heard about PodFest, which is the third big podcasting conference, also compared to other conferences that I've been to that you might also consider going to. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to sprinkle in some of your questions that I've gotten on Instagram. I'm going to sprinkle those in as well. So let's just start with Is going to a a conference a good strategy for you, depending on where you are in your business? So I think just from the top, what I want you to know is that conferences do not need to be part of your strategy of landing clients at all. So if you're like, Lauren, you're really going to have to sell me on this for me to want to go to a conference, like you're off the hook. (laughs) I'm not here to convince anyone that they should go to a conference because I think conferences are really unique. And the people that go to conferences are unique. They like Live events. They want to be there. So if you're like, this just is not my thing, or maybe you're thinking, the whole reason I started this podcast management business is so I could stay home, is so I could, you know, be at my house or be with my kids or travel the world, and that just isn't part of the plan, then great. You can totally start and scale and have an amazing success with your podcast management business without going to a live in-person conference. So there you go. If that's what you need, take it and leave it. You don't even need to listen to the rest of this episode. But maybe you're like, I'm considering it. Maybe I will. Or you're like, I love live conferences, and I'm totally going to use this. So I'm going to go more into depth into what you should think about if you're like, yeah, this is something I'm interested in. So when should you go to a conference as far as how far you are in your business? Let's talk about that. I think you can go in the very early stages. And you can go, once you're established and you're scaling, you're going to have different focuses though. I've always loved live events. So I I used to be a fitness instructor. Even back in college, we would go to live fitness conferences. And I think that's probably where it started for me. I just love the live element and I love like people from all over the world coming together. I just really enjoy that. And so I've gone to fitness conferences and then that kind of bled into personal development conferences. I went to a marketing conference that Shalane Johnson put on. And now I've been to two podcasting conferences and then some others that I'm going to tell you about. So what I've noticed for myself is that there was a long period of time where I was going to conferences where I didn't have a profitable business. I had business ideas. I was really excited about the prospect of having a business. But now I have a profitable business, right? Now I like have a real business. <laughs> And that's been the case for the past couple of years. But when I was going to conferences as a new business owner, really just getting my business off the ground, I was there to learn. Like, give me a new tactic. Give me a new strategy. Help me to get this thing up and running. And sometimes that can be in the form of connections, right? Networking is always a piece of it. But in the beginning, when you're really just like, you just need to do work to get your business up, you're there usually to learn something new that's going to help you propel forward. But I do remember those early days thinking like, "Man, I don't necessarily need more information." Like once a couple days had gone by and I'd been at the conference, I'm like, "I need like a an implementation day." So, if you're going to a conference as a new business owner, I would try to maybe skip a couple sessions or even build in an extra day onto your, you know, your conference plan so you can implement Because as a new business owner, that is crucial. You just need to get stuff, you know, going and done. So I would definitely consider that. Now, as you go to conferences, as you get more advanced in your business, the information is not as essential for the growth of your business. Like you've got a lot of information. You kind of know how to do things. So you're not necessarily there for like, oh, give me your secret sauce, right? You're there more for networking and you're more there for clarity. Because like I said, you have all the ideas, and you just really need like some, some space to think and to, to talk to people about maybe what's next for you. And then maybe they say something and you're like, wow, I never thought about that. So there's the networking piece. But I think as a more advanced business owner, there's clarity. And one of the things I heard from some of the podcast managers at She Podcast Live was that they weren't really learning that much new information. Instead, they're like, wait, I forgot that I know so much. And so that can be one of the big takeaways for you is like, oh, I do know a lot in what I do. And, and that can be really powerful, right? So I, I really do think that you can get a lot of lot out of going to conferences in the beginner, middle, expert phase. I mean, there were there were people at She Podcast Live that I'm like, wow, what are they doing here? Like, what could they possibly get out of this conference? And yet they were there to network. They were there also probably to kind of get away from the day to day. So those are some of the ways that you can approach conferences as your business grows. So I've mentioned some of the benefits, but let me talk through some of the benefits of going to a live conference. So like I kind of just said right there is you get a break from your routine. And if you're like me, I am such a creature of habit and I'm very engrossed in my day to day life with my family. And so me breaking away from that is always beneficial for me. It can be hard for me to leave. I will miss my kids, all of it, right? But it's so powerful for me to break away from my routine. I also am someone that I go to some virtual events, but like if it's a virtual event and it's like all day, I'm just not going to be really in it. I'm going to get distracted really easily by all the other things that I normally do on a Tuesday, right? Or a Wednesday or Thursday versus when I'm at an event, I'm all in on the event. I'm all in on the conference. And so if you suspect that you're like that, that's a huge benefit of, of getting out of your routine, going, you have a mental break from your business and from anything else that you have going on in your life, right? Personal, personal life. So that in itself can provide a ton of clarity, give you some rest that you really need, and not rest in the sense of taking you know a, a break on a lawn chair, but just like mental rest and rejuvenation especially if it's in an amazing location. Like She Podcast Live was in Scottsdale, Arizona at this little resort and it was so relaxing and the pool was like right outside of the conference hall. You didn't have to go far at all to get that type of rejuvenating feel. So one of the biggest benefits I see in conferences is that break and the clarity that then comes from that break. And I said earlier, the clarity could also be from conversations you have and those conversations can be kind of just, you know, don't seem like a big deal in the moment, but then you walk away from it and you're like, wow, I never thought about it that way. I should do it this way. Or, wow, I just needed that little click and it all makes more sense to me. The connections and the networking that you will do at a conference are so much more powerful than what you are what you do online because you just see the person. Now, granted, online you can talk to a lot more people, you know, there's not, you know, because it's online, <laughs> So in person, you know, you might not see your ideal client at a conference, whereas you can engage with them online. That's definitely something to consider. Uh, But the people that you do talk to in person, that trust level and comfort level is just so much higher because they're talking to you in real life. They can see, are they trying to sell me on something? Are they genuine? You know, where are they coming from? Conversation is just so much kind of more relaxed when you're in person at an event like that. So I think the networking connections that happen at a conference are, once again, it's not like a huge breakthrough connection that you make. It's more like a connection that lasts with you and like will benefit you for a long time. That's some of the benefits I personally have gotten from connections that I've made at conferences. And for, you know, She Podcast Live specifically or podcasting conferences specifically, you know your ideal client is not probably at a podcasting conference. And that's a one thing I really want you to think about is that, you know, we have wherever your ideal client is, whatever their niche is, they're hanging out over there, right? They're probably not hanging out in the podcasting space. That's where you're at, right? And so when you're going to a conference, I would, con- I would think about it as I'm not going to go there to run into my ideal client per se, but instead I'm going there on behalf of my client. My client has hired an expert and maybe you're not there yet, but in the, you know, in the future, you can start embodying this, that they hired an expert. They hired someone who knows the things about podcasting to be on their team. And so you're going to the conference on behalf of your client to learn more, to make connections, to think of creative ideas for them. And so take down the expectation of maybe running into a client or landing a client directly through the conference. Going to a conference can definitely build your credibility. And also, if you're meeting other podcast managers there, it can just give you that sense of community, like, wow, I'm actually not doing this alone. And when we're working online, that can be really powerful as well. One of the other benefits of going to a live conference is that you have to exercise your ability to talk about what you do, you know, and that can be scary for for some people. And maybe it's a good thing then that you get out there and start talking about what you do, how you work with clients. And if you're like, that sounds like the worst thing possible, then maybe a conference is not the right thing. But being able to get out there and talk to people in real life about what you do, that grows your confidence it helps you get your elevator pitch down and helps you just really solidify like what do I do right like what's the real benefit that I bring to the table and with podcast management it's pretty clear in my mind what benefits we give that we bring to the table but I know when I was a new business owner it was really hard for me just to like explain in few words what I do, and once you have that nailed down, you just can speak about your business a lot more clearly. Okay, so I saved the most obvious one for last as far as the benefits go. So the last benefit that I have for you going to a conference is that you get new ideas and new methods. You learn something in the sessions, and there's a reason that I didn't start with this because, yes, you can definitely learn a lot at a conference, but I think these other benefits Are kind of like the hidden benefits and are really more powerful than maybe just something you would learn. Like, if you need to learn a skill or learn a method, it's more effective if you take a course or like go to a really specific masterclass, training. I think that's your best bet if you're trying to learn like a specific skill, right? Like, if you're like, I need to get better with my skills at podcast management, a conference is probably not going to be the right thing. You need to If you aren't already in my program, join my program, but also, you know, learn those skills through YouTube or what have you. So you might have like a, oh, I never thought about doing that. You might have those moments of learning at a conference, but it's probably not going to be as like specific learning as you might expect. One of the things that I still remember to this day, learning at Podcast Movement in 2019 was that you could... Ask your guest to write you a review when you emailed them when their episode released. So you send them that email that says, "Hey, your episode is going live. Here are your social graphics. By the way, if you haven't yet, will you write me a review?" I got that tip at a conference, and so like that's so cool. I'm so glad I know that. Like I love that strategy, but that's probably one of like the few rare things that I like remember. I for sure learned at a conference. You know what I mean? Instead of what I get out of conferences are confidence and connections and that break from routine and rejuvenation. So that's what you can get out of a live conference, but you can obviously get some of these things out of virtual events too. And virtual events, you don't have to fly anywhere. You don't have to leave your family or leave your your day job or, or what have you. And like I said earlier, that can be a plus and a negative. You know, the plus side is, is that virtual events are a lot cheaper than going to a live conference. But if you're like me, I am just not as engaged in virtual events. I can easily like only go to one session. <laughs> so maybe you're maybe that's not the case for you and you can get a ton out of vir- virtual events. Awesome. You can learn a lot through virtual events and also if you are going to a session and you're like, "You know what? I know all of this information already." Then you can leave because it's virtual. If you're at a session and you're like, "Oh, this is kind of snoozeworthy and it's live," You can't just get up. (laughs) They're literally going to watch you walk away. So that's definitely a benefit of a virtual event. You can also network and make connections at virtual events. But those connections just aren't quite as strong. But you can probably make more connections, right? Because you're online. You can message like 10 people at a time if you wanted or or beyond. Versus in in person, you know, it's like you're going to have to walk up to them. So the connections are deeper in person, just like they are in everyday life but you can maybe make more connections when you go to a virtual event or just when you're networking in general. Okay, so let's talk about She Podcast specifically. One person asked me to share one thing that I learned from She Podcast, and of course I couldn't dial it down to just one, so I have three for you. So these are three specific things that I learned at She Podcast in 2021. The first thing that I learned was that the host is the reason that the listener comes back. So when you have guests on your show, you want to make sure that you're adding to the conversation. So this could be a tip that you share with your clients, um, especially if you think that maybe they're not doing this. But for me, I was like, this was a good reminder as the podcaster is that, you know, when I have guests on, my audience wants to hear my opinion probably of what they say. And part of me is like, but do they really? You know, I'm like, yeah, th- that's so true. You know, the host is the reason that people come and listen to the show. So make sure the host is really showing up in every single conversation. So that was one thing I learned slash was reminded of. The second thing that I learned was it was a session with Pam Slim. Her name's P-A-M-S-L-I-M on Instagram. And she has this new book coming out. And she had this whole concept of your listener being like in the center of a circle. And they have all these people that are helping them solve their problem. And you're one of those people. And how can you connect with all the other people that are helping them? to create resources. And it was so cool. And I'm, I have her book. It's coming out in November. I have it pre-ordered because I loved her idea of like, you know, I'm trying to help freelancers become podcast managers. And there's a bunch of other people that are helping them to solve the problems in their lives. So how can I link up with the other people in their circle so we can all help You know, freelancer build a business that serves them, serves their family, serves the lifestyle that they want. And so I loved that like collaborative nature. So that was a big takeaway that I had from the conference. I just realized I actually have four things. So my third thing was something that Elsie Escobar shared. And it was that downloads should not be the only metric that we use to measure the success of our clients' shows. And I think it's like, kind of duh, but it was so good. The way she explained it was that, is there anything else in your life that you literally only measure with one metric? Like if someone were to say, I want to see if you're a good person. So tell me your weight. Tell me your, how much money you make. Tell me your pant size. Like we would never ask for like a single metric to decide like, should I be friends with this person? Or is this person a quality person Or, or whatever, right? We take into consideration all of these things about them. Obviously, we shouldn't take into consideration their weight at all. (laughs) But what she was sharing was that you never use one metric to really determine something. And so, why would we only look at downloads when it comes to podcasts? And I thought this was really good also because a lot of podcasters are unhappy with their download numbers. And shouldn't that be kind of a wake up call to all of us that, like, our expectations perhaps are too high for the reality, right? Like imagine if you started your Instagram account for your business and you're like, okay, I expect to be at 10,000 followers in a month. We'd be so disappointed like every single day because we'd check and we'd be like, I got two new followers. Now I need 9,998 followers, in t- you know, and I only got 20 days left. Like we would be c- constantly let down. And so I think as a podcast manager, we should play a large role in how our clients feel about their stats. And one of the things that we should constantly be reminding them of is what is an appropriate number of downloads, right? Right now, the average number of downloads per episode after 90 days is 180. 180 downloads is average. And maybe that's more than your clients are getting, or maybe that's way less, right? I think Downloads are really like, it's it's hard to even probably find an average because there's a lot of people that have less than that. And there's a lot of people that have like, you know, 1 million downloads. And so it's all over the map. And we should constantly be reminding our clients about all the other things that matter. And I'm, I'm actually going to do an entire episode about this topic in the coming months. But I wanted to include it here because it's so important. We should be helping our clients understand the success of their show beyond downloads, Right. Do they enjoy doing it? Are they making connections? I also did an episode about uh, measuring the ROI of a show. And so we'll link that in the show notes. Go listen to that one because I talk about three pieces of ROI that you can get from a podcast. And I I go into kind of this topic into that one in that episode as well. So go listen to that. But the idea that it shouldn't just be about downloads. And so when we're reporting stats to our clients, we shouldn't just be reporting on downloads. We should be reporting on reviews and how the show is impacting maybe a Facebook group that the client has or how it's growing a other community that they have. And you can also ask the client, like, what are you expecting from the podcast? Like, what is your goal, right? Is your goal to make more core sales? Okay, well, let's try our very best and link that up to the show so we can actually track it. And let's look for other stats that'll help us to see if we're successful at what we're trying to do. Okay, so that was my third takeaway from She Podcast. The last thing that I kept hearing from the podcast managers that were with me was that, wow, I actually know more than I thought I knew. And it's because I think we're podcast managers. We're so specific in what we know and what we learn. And you learn so much by just being behind the scenes on a team And so going to a podcasting conference, you're like, wait, you know, some of these people are here and they're just getting into podcasting and I've been helping, you know, one, two, three, four podcasters and beyond. I know a lot more than I think I do. And that can really boost your confidence because you're like, wow, if someone in this room were to hire me, I would be able to provide them with so much value. And so maybe you just need to hear that today. Maybe you just need to hear that, you know, more than a lot of new podcasters know. And so if you're, you know, trying to attract authors and the author's like, I'd love to have a podcast because I want to talk about what my book's about or whatever. You can know in your head that, wow, I have a lot of value to bring to the table because this person, this author doesn't know anything about podcasting. They just know that they like listening to them and and where to download them. But you being behind the scenes, knowing how to be a podcast manager is just inherently, you have a lot of value to give. So those are some of the things that I learned at She Podcast specifically. And I one of the questions that I got was, how do, can you make the most out of She Podcast? And I loved this question because, once again, if you think that you're going there to meet an ideal client, that just might not be the case, right? There were probably a lot of DIY podcasters there. And so really what you're doing is you're going there to get the other benefits that I have mentioned. So if you want to get the most out of She podcast I would go there with the idea in mind that You're there to to rest and recuperate and to maybe learn something new and to make connections and just to enjoy yourself. Like, I think that's really should be one of the primary things that when you go there. And yes, it's expensive to go to live events, right? A flight, a hotel, you know, maybe you have to pay someone to take care of your kids. Like, there's a lot of costs involved, but the benefits are almost unmeasurable. And being able to come back and feel refreshed and have made some cool connections. Like that's just, it's worth it. It's worth it in my mind. So if you're gonna go to She Podcast or another conference, go there with the benefits in mind so that you can get the most out of it. So I mentioned that I went to podcast movement in 2019 and I wanted to talk about the kind of the comparison of the two. So She Podcast Live was very relaxed and like I said, it was like at a resort. It was very nice. And it was 99% women or people identifying as women. And so the vibe there was just amazing. Like, just everybody was very friendly and relaxed. Versus at Podcast Movement, it has more of kind of like a corporate feel. And in fact, there are a lot more corporate, bigger companies that come to Podcast Movement. And... Therefore, Podcast Movement gets bigger names. Uh, There's so many companies there that are in the expo. So you get to try out equipment and it's, it's like a, an expo. Like it's just, it's huge. And so when I first arrived at Podcast Movement in 2019, I was like, wow, this is insane. This is very large. There's a lot of people here. And I, I didn't love that but i did end up liking and enjoying my time there but you're definitely like a very small fish in a very large sea and even you know this is obviously pre 2020 and we were packing their little conference rooms that they had like sardines like there's just so many people there and so there was like benefits of that and in negatives but they had lots of speakers There was like maybe 12 sessions going on at a time, if I remember correctly, which I'm probably not, but there was a lot of sessions going on at a time. So you had to pick and choose what you really wanted to learn. And they had a real, got a lot of really great value because there were so many speakers. Versus at She Podcast Live, there were periods of the day where you had to choose between four different speakers, but the sessions were also limited because there just weren't as many speakers there. So, you know, there was only so many topics they could cover. Because of that, so there's definitely the the plus and the minuses of those versus like at She Podcast Live, they had evening events every single night, and it was like a small party. I mean, it was large. I think there was like 400 people there, but not everyone's coming to everything, and so it just felt a lot more intimate versus at Podcast Movement. I remember they had this like big party, and they had this dance floor, and people are like getting to it on the dance floor and it's just like was such like a party vibe like big energy party vibe whereas she podcast live in 2021 at least was more chill so i think she podcast versus podcast movement there's benefits of going to both of them but maybe you're like you know what i don't want to go to a large conference and so that you decide to go to she podcast live or maybe you're like you know what i want to make sure that i'm getting the biggest impact i can then maybe podcast movement is better They also happen at different parts in the year. So, you know, you can weigh those options. By the way, She Podcast Live happened in October in 2019 and in 2021, but they're actually moving it to the spring. So there is not going to be a She Podcast Live in 2022, but the next She Podcast Live is going to be in May of 2023. And I already know that unless something large happens, I'm going to host they like all day event the day before She Podcasts Live for podcast managers. So mark it on your calendar, May 2023. I would love for you to come to She Podcasts Live. The next podcast movement is in August of 2022 or this coming year, it's gonna be at the end of August versus in 2021, it was the beginning of August, which did not work for me personally because that's when my kids go back to school. There's also a third Big podcasting conference called PodFest. And from what I've heard from other people, is that PodFest has kind of a family feel to it, but it is larger than She Podcasts. So I'm going to be looking into it to see if maybe I'll go. I'm not really sure yet. So that's really all I have to say about PodFest. They do a lot of events and they did a really great job at their virtual event. I spoke at that uh, in, I think, February of 2021. So it also has the option to go virtual, as as do all of these, but that's my only experience with PodFest so far. So that's podcasting conferences, but there's also a lot of other conferences that you may consider. I think podcasting conferences are really fun, and it makes you feel part of the podcasting community and industry, and you're like, wow, there's all these other people that work in podcasting, like how cool is this? But it actually might be more beneficial for you to go to conferences that your ideal client is at. So let's talk through a couple of ideal clients and where you might run into them at live conferences. So one of the conferences that I went to in 2019, right after Podcast Movement, I went to the Business Boutique Conference. And if you're not familiar with that brand, it is in association with Dave Ramsey and led by one of the Dave Dave Ramsey personalities, Christy Wright. So it's like a Christian business conference. And it's definitely for new people. Even though they had different tracks for like beginner and advanced, it still felt very new to me. Um, But maybe you have a Christian ideal client. That could be a great option to go to. It was in Nashville. And I don't remember where, if it was still there this year, but I just wanted to mention that one since I've been to it. The actual conference was done very well. Like they had a lot of fun perks. They had like 20 food trucks there one night. Like it was a really fun conference. But if maybe if your ideal client is Christian, that could be a really great idea. Maybe you attract business coaches. So an event like Kajabi had a, a big live event in 2019. That could be a cool conference for you to go to because it's going to attract course creators, and business coaches, and probably all different types of coaches. Back in, I want to say, 2014, maybe, I went to a marketing conference by Shalene Johnson, and it was called Marketing Impact Live. So Marketing Impact is a course that she has and that I was in. And so if you were in the course, you got a free ticket to this live event. And it went all over, you know, lead magnets and marketing tactics, like that type of thing. So it attracted A bunch of people. And it was newbies and it was experienced people. So if she were to do that again, I would totally go again. And if you are attracting someone who, once again, course creator, has a digital product, something like that, then that could be a great idea for you. And also, I want you to think about the fact of who is putting it on. So like specifically... Shalene Johnson, if you haven't heard of her, she is really big on outsourcing. She loves podcasting. So she's telling her clients about how awesome podcasting is. She's telling her people they should outsource. And so that's a really great indication for you that the people that are going to be at that conference or that live event are going to be ready to hire you. They, they're being taught the value of what we have to offer. So think about that when you're considering live events to go to. Same with maybe like a Kajabi or other type of event like that is they're attracting course creators and they're helping course creators find ways to market their courses. So they're probably going to be, you know, educated on the benefits of hiring a podcast manager. What I would love is if you let me know on Instagram or in the Facebook group what other events that you're considering going to or maybe you already have tickets to that are non-podcasting conferences because I think those are the harder ones to find, but they're really can be amazing because your ideal client can be there and you can also learn about marketing yourself or you can learn about what other people are being taught and how podcasting can play a role in that so those are my thoughts on she podcast live on podcast movement on live conferences in general i don't know when my next conference is going to be I would really love to get one on the schedule for spring of 2022, but I need to do some research on, okay, which ones am I going to next year? Because I want to go to two, maybe three, and I need to figure out what those are going to be. So uh, stay tuned on which ones I'll be at. I would love to see you in person. I would love, love, love that. And I would love also to host some events of my own. So stay tuned on all things live events because I'll definitely be going to some in the near future. I would love to know if you're going to live events or have plans to in the future. So let me know over on Instagram. I'm at Lauren Wrighton, or you can come hang out with us in the Podcast Manager Mastermind. I do have to say that I had someone message me the other day that said that she did not like Facebook groups until she joined the Podcast Manager Mastermind, and she's gotten so much value out of it. So number one, thank you so much for that compliment and feedback and If you aren't in the Mastermind free Facebook group, then go ahead and join us. We'll link it in the show notes. Thanks for being here today and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Come connect with me over on Instagram at Lauren Wrighton, or in the Podcast Manager Mastermind Facebook group. And let me know what you liked about this episode. I love, love, love hearing your guys' feedback and what is resonating with you. You can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show over at laurenwrighton.com. Special thanks to my amazing podcast manager, Marcy Page, on producing this episode. All right, that's it. Until next time, I'll be cheering you on.